Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Pineapple Podcast. My name is Matt. We have Tyler, Dave, and Josh in the back. And today I'm excited with the guests that we have with us. So I first got to know this guest as Annie from The Heart. Um, from the very first conversation that I ever had with her, um, I wanted to spend more time to be able to con- just have a conversation with her to get to know her a little bit more. So today I'm absolutely proud that we got to sit down for a couple hours, talk about life, talk about where she came from, where she is now, where things are going. And I'm super proud to have her on. We're all proud to have her here. And Annie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Cue the music. So one of the things that to me, when I found out that I was going to have the opportunity to talk to you, my heart just exploded. And... I was incredibly, like I mentioned, I was incredibly nervous because I thought, man, I could just cry. And there's lots of reasons why. You can cry. Um, there's lots of stuff that will probably come up in this conversation that just made me really excited to chat with you. And I talked to Sarah, my wife, and I was like, oh, like, do you have any questions? And we came up with some questions that we wanted to chat with you about. And I started realizing that I'd oh, the first introduction to who you were, which I was mentioning to you off camera, was getting to know Annie from the heart. Um, and it was interesting because then now fast forward to thinking I have the opportunity to get to know you, I would, I didn't even know your last name because I'd always right. referred to you. Everybody had always referred to you as Annie from the heart. And today, um, I'm excited to, to meet you and to get to talk to you, to Annie Christians and to actually spend time with you and to, to open up a bit more. And I, I'm really honored that you would take the time to be brave, to, to chat with me. And like, I just, I mean, every story that I've ever heard of yours just excites my soul. And I usually get home and I want to share it with my girls. And then my wife gets excited and then she wants to come down. And it's like, it's to me, it's just been an honor to get, you know, to have an opportunity to meet somebody like you in my life. So thanks, Matt. Wow. Yeah. I, so, I, what do you say back to someone <laughs> that says that to you? No, but I, it was just dawned on me that it, it was, it's interesting because one of the things that you and I've talked about is we tend to focus so much on what we do. And we become so wrapped up into those things that that becomes what we think is who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was interesting because if somebody said like, you know, well, who is Annie? I could tell them all sorts of things about the gut feeling that I get when I'm around you, the peace of when, as soon as you even enter the heart, let's just talk about the heart for a second. When you walk in, there's peace. Um, That's huge to me. Um, And also one of the big things, like I mentioned, the first time I came in and just even in your eyes, the honesty, uh, the transparency, the authenticity, the things that I constantly am preaching all the time, you just emulate it. You just are it. And so I wanted to get an opportunity today to just chat with you and go back for my just like, even just for fun for me, I don't even know where you grew up. I don't know. I don't know anything about your story of who you are as just who you are. Mm-hmm. So I was curious, where did you grow up? <laughs> where did I grow up? Um, well, until I was three, I was in Burnaby, I believe. Fraser Heights, somewhere over there. Uh, and then what they call South Surrey now, but it was Cloverdale, 184th and 29A. Uh, I grew up in a big heritage farm. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Did you have chickens or anything? No, no chickens. <sighs> Hated birds. Really? Yeah. Um, cows, beef cows. We had some highland cows. Oh, my goodness. And I was equestrian. That was my sport. Show jumping. Oh, my goodness. My <laughs> girls are going to freak out. Yeah. No yeah. way. So that was my life until I was... 16, 17, grew up on a farm, living that life. I, I feel like I grew up in a different world than my generation. Like, I, I really, truly feel like I grew up in a world 30 years before before my time. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is my daughter, so she's turning eight, mm-hmm. and Spirit is her favorite. Yes. Her, yeah. Spirit is like, we, I hate to say it, but I fall asleep singing Spirit's Riding Free song, and I wake up singing it. My daughter, who's three, sings it in my ear from 5 a.m. on. Oh, my, Tyler put the, the theme song sing, in right yeah. now. <laughs> they sing it all the time, and it's, and it's awesome. It's adorable. And we have it cranked in the stereo when we're driving around together, and they absolutely love it. We'll go out of our way to drive and you know, get an ice cream and then go sit and look at farms with horses. Mm-hmm. Like they're really into horses. Mm-hmm. And we used to have horses across the street from us and it was just glorious. We got to watch a little one be born and yeah. it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually for her eighth birthday, we are surprising her with taking her. We have her getting the opportunity to go watch. She's really nervous. We told her mm-hmm. this morning and she is incredibly nervous all of a sudden now that it's real that she could be riding a horse for her birthday. Okay. Um, but that is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I think when I was five, I started so really young. That's awesome. So the the whole, like, it's interesting because I was wondering how you ended up in Cloverdale. So mm-hmm. Cloverdale has been your hood. Yeah. It's actually even a cooler story how we got the house. I mean, it's just stories from my parents, but my dad had custom built a beautiful home, like no reason to move. Um, apparently I was always nervous to be in my bedroom because it was so big. That was, that was my big wow. issue when I was a child. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then... I guess my mom took a wrong turn one day and ended up driving past the farmhouse and she just had to have it. But it was disgusting. No way. It was like dad had to rent out the whole thing. There was even um, forks shoved into the doors and bent into door handles. Oh my goodness. We're talking rough shape. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. So was he into construction or just a... Yeah. Yeah. He... um, did, he was a steel worker. Well, he had a, a, a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did a lot of the skyscrapers downtown um, and then did our houses on the side. No way. Yeah. So do you have siblings? Yeah. Yeah, I have. There's three other siblings. A brother and my sister are half siblings. And then I have a full brother. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, there's a couple things I'm going to look down, but there's a couple ones that I wanted to ask you because I had asked my girls questions as mm-hmm. well, and I told them that okay. I would ask you. So I'm going to ask one is, uh, favorite place that you've traveled? Favorite place that I've traveled. Okay, so I'm not a huge traveler. I'm a homebody. It's um, what You know what's interesting is as I wrote it out, I was like, I really have a feeling that she's a homebody, but yeah, I'm going like, to ask it anyway. Like if I could close my eyes and tell you where I wanted to be right now, it would either be on a sandy beach, like hearing the ocean, or like literally in the middle of the field with a bunch of animals. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So I like I'm gonna say Mexico just on a beach. I don't really <laughs> That's like the default answer. Yeah, like yeah. I don't that's where I'm happy. I no. like to hear the waves. Yeah. So you could probably put me on almost any safe beach yeah. and I'd be happy. No, I agree. We're uh, yeah. it's funny because my wife and I were talking about how we just can't wait. Like we have a, a family cabin in Point Roberts, and okay. we we were just saying how we cannot wait for once you know the borders are open, we're allowed to go to be able to go with just our family, <laughs> even though we're spending our time with just our family. Totally. But just to be able to go and walk the beach and not have that's to. It. That's it. It's more about landscape for me. Like I yeah. I don't really have a place I want to go or like love being. Mm-hmm. I just it's just outside. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. same here. Um, what did you dream of becoming when you were a child? did I I wanted to be a police officer <laughs> no was, way well of course I wanted to be like a professional horseback rider that yeah. was what I thought I would be a trainer so did you do okay I don't mean to cut you off but mm-hmm. is it dressage no I did show jumping so hunters and jumpers 
so show jumping is when it's like that gnarly like holy i can't believe that horse is jumping like that crazy the bars that are set up yeah that's yeah. insane mm-hmm. yeah, that's so, what we want to watch that's right by our house thunderbird yeah thunderbird uh, i showed oh. there a ton really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so dressage we watched <laughs> it's all flat flat work discipline yeah i have to admit like we have friday night pizza nights where we make pizza and we yeah. sit down and we watch so the new thing is the girls want to watch dressage because it came up on spirit okay well on spirit it looked awesome sure and then i saw it in real life and did not get it <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe it's Did like, I just miss something? Yeah, it's probably like huh, what I think of golf. I'm like, wow, lame shot. Even okay. it took so much skill to do that. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it must, because like in spirit, <laughs> it's doing crazy moves. And I was like, why isn't it doing anything crazy? And needless to say, that was an hour of And maybe you were I'm watching the back. wrong dressage. <laughs> oh, this was the world championship. Okay. We were watching like, I thought Those I was missing athletes, something. The power. I know. That's so upsetting. I'm so okay. sorry to those people that okay. are listening. I tried. Yeah. I really did try. So much talent. Oh, my God. So much discipline. That's awesome. And so much power. Like, that's thousand I pound animal under them. I like, know. That's actually what scares me. Yeah. I think that's the one thing about horses that freaks me out is mm. they're, like, they're just massive. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Um, so, police officer. Yes. Was, go back to that. that. Those were my two, two things. That is so cool. Because mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, that was, like, when, what's something that you always thought, I want to do that. Yeah. Police officer. Would you still want to be a police officer? No. No? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> she wants to be a wrangler. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> park yeah. Ra- the park ranger of Cloverdale on her mounted horse. Yeah. No, definitely not. That's wild. So how long has it been since you've broken a horse? Oh, gosh. I don't even remember. I don't even know what that means. Oof. I just threw that out there like I'm pretending. Well, it was just we'd, we'd pick the horses that had never been ridden before and... That's where Weren't you start. Were you just terrified, though? Yeah, you know, you kind of um, fearless. I hate that word, but when you're young, you're kind wow. of fearless. So, well, now that you're older, what's your biggest fear? What's my biggest fear? I got to think about that. Yeah, I'll come back to we'll it. Come back my to biggest that one. fear. Um, it would would it be easier to lead in with what makes you incredibly nervous? What makes me nervous? Failure. Um, failure makes me nervous. I guess you could put fear with failure and nervousness. Mm-hmm. Um, babe, what makes me nervous? Let Letting people down, I guess. Being late? Late. Oh, my gosh. I cannot be late. Same. I will not be late. And, like, some of my best friends that are I'm listening late. to this are laughing because I'll, I'm that person <laughs> who will drive to your house and park down the street for 15 minutes because it's way too early. And then I'll drive up 10 minutes early. That's awesome. Thank God for good data. Planning, Literally. Right? Yeah, yeah, I've always been that way. Yeah, We're a funny combo that always. way. Always. So that's, is that something that you grew up with then? Yeah, yeah. So what's interesting is that I grew up in a family as well. Like my Oma, I'll never forget. Because um, it actually annoyed me as a kid. The fact that we were like, a prime example, my Oma would say, okay, guys, we're like, we'd like you to come over for dinner. It's at five o'clock, which mm-hmm. meant you were eating at five o'clock. You were sitting at the table physically putting food in mm-hmm. your mouth at five o'clock. So she'd worked all day. So the food was hot to be eaten at five. Yeah. Not to arrive at five, shoot the shit for a little bit. And then, hey, now it's like six. <laughs> So it was a very disrespectful thing to like mm-hmm. to show up late. So I grew up in a family where my dad, like all my sports, my life, anything that I did, anything, if it was say school started at eight, you're there at seven thirty. Hundred percent. And it was that was just how I grew up. And I 
sometimes coveted my friends who just sauntered in late and just whatever. And it was like, oh, that must be kind of nice until I would show up late and be like, oh, no, it's a respect. This just thing feels and me. I and I did feel like it yeah. was very um, a respect thing. Even mm-hmm. now I find myself. Yes, Josh, like data plans for sure. I show up to shoots way too early mm-hmm. because it's just something that's ingrained in me that I also know how valuable time is because like I was, exactly. Yeah. This is my thing. I also realize that like with things like Google Maps now that can help me save, like I was mentioning to you, that can help me save 30 seconds that I can spend with my girls. Yeah. But like also don't trust that at 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Google's not that smart. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's hilarious that you grew up that way because it's it's interesting how there's so, we're all so different. And I actually realized that, um, especially too in a situation where you work with other people and they're, they've grown up where it's like being late is not a big deal i really learned that it was actually in certain relationships i was having like mm-hmm. it was getting in the way because i was like holy like you're i was like taking it as a huge sign of disrespect towards me yeah. when in reality they weren't even thinking of me it wasn't intentional no. it's they're not intentionally doing it but that's the same I, that's how my brain yeah mm-hmm. Do you, can you let go look at me <laughs> i know you're like ready to roll I'm like yeah i'm worked up jacked up i love it i love it um Okay, this is this was one. I'm gonna. It's funny because I'm. I normally am not really wanting to reference, but there's some good ones in here. So anytime I've ever met you, you've mm-hmm. always had a huge smile on your face. How do you keep that genuine smile? And here's the trick: is for me, is that my job as a content creator mm-hmm. is, you know, and this is something my wife and I've talked about this before. Something my wife has taught me since, you know, I've worked for her for years. She's been my boss for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Is that she is the most phenomenal listener, mm-hmm. and so she listens to. Um, and sorry for people that have heard me say this before, but like she listens to what you're saying, to mm-hmm. what your body language is saying, to what your eyes are saying, to what your body language isn't saying, to what your words aren't saying. Um, in fact, I've heard people say it can be intimidating because it's such, it's just to me, it's so intimate and I love it. Mm-hmm. So the first time I met you, I was talking about that earlier about your eyes. That's mm-hmm. the first thing I look at no matter who I meet with from clients to friends to whoever is their eyes because eyes don't lie. Yeah. How do you keep that genuine smile because your eyes can your eyes it's interesting a smile can be faked but your eyes can never Mm -hmm. fake a smile you know when you say that i kind of have two feelings i kind of immediately i'm like well maybe you've just come at great times because (laughs) because i wear my emotion on my face Mm -hmm. i can literally feel tyler pushing down my eyebrows right now because that's another thing i do is i express with my eyebrows so i think a combination of that you're always visiting me typically at my store, which is a beautiful space. Like mm-hmm. how how can you not be feeling good there? But I also cry in the front of my store. I laugh. I get grumpy. So I think the the key part there is I'm just being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not always smiling. I cry. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I think that's partly like where I was going with that is yeah. that's one of the things that like, I know like my wife and I admire about you is that it's like being transparent and being authentic. And I know for some people it's like, oh, like sometimes I get worried because I, I, I love purposeful conversations. Um, I love diving in like, you know, after 15 minutes of just shooting the shit, sometimes I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. are we going to talk about anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that like, you know, not all relationships obviously like can dive deep or this and that and stuff. And it's like I think you're right. Like when I've come in, I think one of the things I've yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've appreciated about coming in there mm-hmm. is that you have been honest, which is why to me seeing that genuine smile when you come in, mm-hmm. even in a rough day. Yeah. I think that's 
one of the cool things is I don't know if it's been a rough day because Mm -hmm. you are who you've been able to just be yourself. And I think also, like, I remember that we always say this is you don't know how the other person's day is going either. Mm -hmm. So, so many people visit my store on a bad day, which is so beautiful. But I have people that can carry my weight for me and with me. So if I can make that person's day a little bit easier that walks through the door, I'm going to. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, one of the things, obviously, that makes your community so special. And it makes just communities in general special. Mm -hmm. Mm Because I know that, like, well, I mean, who doesn't want a friend like that? Sure. Right? Yeah, and I think that there's something else that I've learned too, Matt. As my as my social presence has grown and as my community has grown, I've also had to guard my time and my space a little bit too. So sometimes if I'm not able to be positive and welcoming, you won't see me on the floor. I mean, I've gone through some pretty devastating things in the last little while. So there are days where I look at the staff, at my beautiful girls, and I'm like, I can't be here today. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. So it's a, it's. I hate the word balance. Let's not even go there. But um, it's just I've just learned how to do that. I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to learn. That's mm-hmm. one. That the word balance is something that I'm trying. No, it's not to, a thing. We can talk about balance at some point. But you can hear my big sigh because it's still my. Uh, yeah, no, I'm there is no balance. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess what I was like leading at with Mm -hmm. that is that you're a good human and being a good human means feeling all the feelings to me Mm -hmm. that we have inside. I believe that the feelings that we have inside are meant to be felt, Mm -hmm. um, not just, you know, pushed away. I definitely know that growing up, I've shared with the guys that I definitely struggled a lot with Mm -hmm. what, you know, being a man was supposed to be, being an athlete was supposed to be, being a musician was supposed to be, being a poet was supposed to be, being a dad was supposed to Mm be, um, And in reality, like, you know, we talked about bravery a Mm -hmm. little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm curious your take on bravery because I know that it's like such a thrown around word that it means something different to each one of us. Um, But to me, when I think about, you know, the bravery of what it means to be a good human, Mm -hmm. it's somebody that, you know, lives their core values out loud their qualities in action, mm-hmm. um, but also goes with their gut. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you mentioned that, you know, having like devastating days, mm-hmm. first of all, the fact that you're communicating that with your team, well done, because mm-hmm. it's something that I strive to, you know, I know that I need to be better with even our team at Search and Rescue is just mm-hmm. to communicate my feelings more. I, I'm so used to working with my wife as my boss where communication is just so easy. And, and it just she knows, flows. she knows what's happening in your life, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And, that mm-hmm. sometimes I forget, like I've noticed that sometimes I've gotten a little bit quiet with mm-hmm. them um, when things happen. Um, I've even noticed my daughters have called me on it. Like, you know, when, when I'm getting a bit more stressed, I'll get a bit more quiet and mm-hmm. won't say things. Definitely, I am that person that wants to be at home. But when it comes to, like, I really admire the fact that you said that, you know, you you said I need to step out. I mm-hmm. need to leave. And, and so that, to me, is going with your gut, which is bravery. Mm-hmm. To live your life consciously is something that, like, I admire in people and, mm-hmm. like, living a purposeful life. And it's something that for you, like, is that something that, have you always kind of been this person? Like, have you always, is that, is that the right question to ask? I think that people are always evolving. And I think that that... Sometimes. Whether, <laughs> no, whether it's good or bad, or you're, you're always changing a little bit. Um, so I think I've, I've learned how to do a lot of things. Obviously, that's like life experience. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, can you rephrase your question? Yeah, let me think it. Uh, I'm going to try. Yeah. Do you want me to use capitals? Can All caps? Can I get an A vowel? Do it in Daffy Duck, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, my dad did the best Donald Duck. <laughs> can you do Donald Duck? Can I any cannot. any of the dads here, can you do a Donald Duck? It's funny, is it a dad thing? Because now I got to practice. I hope so. Oh, crap. <laughs> Who was that? That was me. Babe. <laughs> wow, that was really good. Not bad. My dad actually yes. does a pretty damn yes, good Tom one, Yes, Tom does a good one. Okay, so let's just simplify it with going back to bravery. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself a brave uh, person? See, bravery isn't a word. I want to just hear your definition, bravery though. Bravery is think... Donald Duck walking around with no pants on. Yes. No, bravery isn't um, a word, uh, really a word that resonates with me. It's not one that... Um, and maybe because immediately I see bravery as a pedestal. Like immediately I'm I'm literally picturing like the, you know, the first, second, third and the person that's brave on that first pedestal. And I don't like it. And I don't, that's like that's not okay. good, but no. that's what's happening right now. That's OK. So you're so then your classification of brave would be someone that's superior to others. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. That's definitely not. I think because you we hear like Superman was brave. He was the big brave hero. So yeah. immediately I'm like, I don't want to be Superman. Yeah. But I guess we could think about because I know um, maybe that's why my question was difficult to kind mm-hmm. of phrase was. I definitely know that there was things put like it's like well if you're going to be this person you have to be this way and you have to be like that and you have to and yeah. if you don't fit into it then including probably bravery it's like well this is bravery right like and, and okay I'll use my own experience then where it's um I would hear a lot where it's like you know man up mm-hmm. so okay. if I didn't so there it is on the little pedestal and if I didn't match up to whatever those people had considered man up I wasn't a man and I definitely yeah. struggled with a lot of like um just a lot of stuff growing up where it's mm-hmm. like this doesn't resonate it doesn't make sense to me yeah but I, we weren't really in a position when we we're younger we weren't really talking and communicating about Man those up things is and... like hey ignore those feelings that are wrong to have How yeah you have yeah. those experiences and it's really that's not good to like think <laughs> like oh i'm th- i'm feeling things wrong uh-oh like, yeah what next that's where i think that to me um I'm always curious to hear people's definition of bravery because, again, like I'm learning as well. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. And immediately, my body rejects it. Like I'm like, I, yeah, and I'm so curious why because yeah. that's the, to Let's me. Ask that's, my therapist, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but no, like I definitely know um, that it was. It's it's something that I uh, I've talked a lot about with my daughters because mm-hmm. we talked about it. Something that like you know every day we talk about like practicing bravery and curiosity and courageousness and having fun. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that since she started kindergarten. But one of the interesting thing was is um, I had learned that from Neil deGrasse Tyson and he talked about like living like that and Mm -hmm. the reasons why. And so I've always kind of talked about that with my daughters and Mm -hmm. kept them excited because I really, you know, formal education to me is great, but Mm -hmm. it's not the be all end all. So I wanted my daughter's first introduction to education to be exciting and -hmm. something that anytime education of any manner came into play, she would just get excited about that. She'd realize, oh, I'm curious, you know, and then practicing a bit of courageousness and like, and then being brave. And what I meant by being brave Mm -hmm. was going with her gut. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the example that I use for me that when I've ever tried to tell people is, you know, when you're 16 years old and all your friends have been drinking Mm -hmm. and they're like, come on, man, like, let's just get in the car. We just need to go to blah, blah, blah's Mm -hmm. house. And your gut saying, don't do it. And you listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. That's the bravery I'm Mm -hmm. talking about is listening to our gut. I'm not talking about putting somebody up on a pedestal. Um, So to me, when I consider you as a brave person Mm -hmm. or I consider my wife as a brave, when I see you guys living out, listening to your gut, Mm -hmm. I adore it. 
And in fact, like I remember when we went traveling, the first time my wife and I went traveling to Europe, I remember telling her, I was like, listen, and I didn't even know what it was called at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what, you know, that listening, that little inner voice is whatever you want to call it. But I remember saying, listen, like, I trust your gut. And it's funny, I vividly remember this memory. I trust your gut so much more than mine. If there is ever a moment when we're traveling throughout anywhere in Europe that your gut says, turn around, turn around, I will never even second guess it. Yeah. And luckily, we never had to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But I've never, I've always felt that that is that little in tune voice that I've always wanted to work at listening to more because I Mm -hmm. think that the times that I have regret in my life if that's even the right word regret is when I didn't listen to my gut Mm -hmm. and I should have does that make a bit Mm -hmm. more sense yeah no totally um I think that's a good point being able to listen to your your gut like that mm -hmm. because you get yourself into some trouble when you don't listen to that yeah and you got to trust yourself like you've been taking in much more information than you really consciously realize a lot of the times Mm -hmm. and that's what your gut feeling really is is that like okay I don't know why, but we are not going to eat at Esther's It's a primal instinct to me. It's, yeah. it's as you said, Josh, like all your receptors have picked up so many environmental yeah. factors that maybe you aren't even conscious why you're feeling something. Exactly. But your body's like danger or fear <laughs> or, I mean, that's really, I think, what you're, the only emotion your body really reacts from is the fear, right? It's, it's just there to save you. But yeah. Yeah, And to me, being brave is kind of, doing something when you still have the fear too there's so there's a little bit of that aspect you know yeah in spite of the fear you're still going to go through with it because like, you, know you have to maybe i see that as resiliency okay yeah yeah that's, that's a, a word that's, that's a, a that's word a fantastic word. um that sticks way stronger with me than bravery that's cool mm-hmm. yeah bravery almost comes with like you said that moment of like a badge the hero of like yeah, yeah the badge or you ever see the meme of Obama giving Obama a medal? You know yeah, I mean? and Matt, keep keep <laughs> teaching your girls about bravery. I don't mean to flip yeah, you up upside no, down. No, 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 here, no. This is phenomenal. This adults yeah. version of like, yeah, can like, and maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe we should be celebrating our own personal braveries, maybe not comparing it to anyone else. Like, my bravery today compared to ten years ago. Yeah. Maybe you'd be like, wow, I've actually come a really yeah. long way uh, in my own journey. I like what Ned Stark says to Bran Stark in season one, I Game of Thrones, episode this. one. When uh, when he's when he says, "Dad, I, I'm too," I don't think he actually says, "Dad," but he's, <laughs> he's lying already. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Uh, along the lines of, he's too scared to be brave, and Ned says, "The only time one can be brave is when you're scared." Uh, and I was like, yes. "Oh, I like that." Ooh, that's so deep. Yeah. Thanks, that's Ned. Deep. Thanks, Ned. I, you know, I definitely am the first to say that I. Uh, M1 and this is one thing that I appreciate about even having to have conversations with not only you but with like Tyler, Dave and Josh because it's I think my feelings out loud mm-hmm. um, and when I share conversations with people especially this one thing I absolutely love about my wife is that she's my best friend first mm-hmm. first and foremost she's my best friend mm-hmm. and I will I've always been a lifelong learner um, I enjoy pushing myself and learning and I'm the first one to say that I'm definitely not very intelligent, which is why I'm constantly seeking out Whoa, intelligence. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely know that I, I have a good memory. So regurgitating things is definitely something I can do. Sure. So you may think it's me saying it, but, um, mm, I just can't remember who the quote was that, yeah. um, but I know that. Yeah, but that's like our shared unconsciousness also. And you should talk to Anna when you guys have her in all about that, about how we all just share ideas and thoughts and, and we hold on to what we were meant to hold on. Oh, that's cool. Go yeah. into that. You should yeah. write that down. It's, well, we got it's it now. really I'll interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll remember but it. But it's, <laughs> it's interesting because one of the things that I love about this opportunity and this platform to be able to have, you know, mm-hmm. a podcast where people can watch it on YouTube or listen to it mm-hmm. is that... Um, I'll, I want to. I say things, and I'm hoping our guests feel the freedom to say things as well. Where 
Um, I don't know the answer. I may be actually spitballing it out there because I'm super curious to hear. Like, I love that you've come back with bravery in a different way because Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, oh, that's so cool to hear Mm -hmm. it another way. There is no, this is the only way that bravery can be taken. I Mm -hmm. think we do mistake bravery a lot. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where I, in my life, um, let's just go back to skateboarding. So, you know, people be like, oh, you're so brave to like do that like 10 stair mm-hmm. on your skateboard. I was like, what are you talking about? Like in my mind, I was like, that's like not brave at all. And they're like, that's crazy. Hey, I'm like, actually it's calculated. I started with one and then I went to two, then three, then four. And, I'm, and I lost worked. me, Matt. Slow down. Yeah. I started with one stair on my skateboard. <laughs> oh, then when wow. I could do that, I went to two and then three and then four. And then I made my way all the way up to 10. Mm-hmm. So where people were looking and seeing 10 as being brave, right. in my mind, I was like, it's calculated. I did nine. 10 is only one more. Mm-hmm. I'm not just getting on it and doing 10 at once. And then the people that were like, well, I'm brave. I'm going to do 10 the very first time. I was like, you're an idiot. And they'd get hurt. And because right. it wasn't about skill or know-how. It was just, I'm just going to be an idiot and try and impress people. Right. So that's not the bravery I'm talking about. Yeah. Or, People say things like, oh, man, that guy just, you know, did blah, blah. And it's always about do. It's do, Mm -hmm. do, do makes you brave. I'm talking about who you are. Yeah. Makes you brave. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious because I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm actually Mm -hmm. just super curious Mm -hmm. because if we looked at just what people did to consider them brave. Hmm. Never actually thought of that before. I think being brave, too, is like sticking to like, like not kind of going with the flow if you don't agree with what's happening. Right. Like. Like you go into a place and everyone's risk, you know, baby. You t- you're taking risks. Yeah, but it's <laughs> standing up for your morals. Standing up for your morals. Yeah, yeah. Like me and you, me and Andy disagree on some stuff, but no. she holds she holds it she holds it right against me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she stands up, and then I'm like, okay, yep. That's <laughs> that awesome. sounds good. Yeah, but uh, that's just because I'm strong. That doesn't make me brave. Brave enough to be strong. <laughs> oh, okay. Next next topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god brave enough yeah. <laughs> oh I love it do you have like a last word thing going on like one of you has I was just I wanted to kind of let it go to see who's going <laughs> to let it come back it's your serve Annie he yeah. served you you know he served no more. I'm just going to like shut that down yeah okay <laughs> I'm going to change that if you could go back to your 16 year old self oh my gosh tell you something what would you tell your 16-year-old self? It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be okay. My sweet, sweet 16-year-old self. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I don't remember most of my years from about 12 to 17. I have very few memories. Can you elaborate? Like trauma. Trauma oh, okay. save, was saving me. It was it okay. was protecting me and mm-hmm. blocking my brain. And I really, like, my friends, my lifelong friends will tell me things, that events I missed or, or whatever, and I have no recollection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had just been um, reading a book by the holistic psychologist that's mm-hmm. just been, like, she's phenomenal and it's amazing because found out about her a couple of years ago i think it was and like literally is my daily and for sarah and i it's kind of our mm-hmm. daily and that was one of the things that came up because mm-hmm. my wife is the same thing where she just doesn't remember mm-hmm. and it's interesting because when we use the word trauma too like i remember being really nervous mm-hmm. to use the word because mm-hmm. i always felt like well i grew it wasn't up enough trauma you know like yeah trauma's not the same as exactly trauma, sure. right? yeah so and so i just was like very like very aware that mm-hmm. that word is a very fragile word. It's a big I, word, and is. I don't use it lightly. It's, yeah. yeah. I thought it was fragile. I think it has a lot of weight. Yeah, That's it's a big word. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a, okay, you're weighty. right. You win. That's no, a better it's, one. It's, it's a fragile weight, too, because it, yeah. 
it can be bold. traumatic in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just didn't want to throw. I, I remember reading that part. It's interesting. This is the first book. Like I, uh, I think it's my fourth book this year, and I've really been wanting to read more. And like, and especially like, I've always loved self exploration books. Mm-hmm. The books that you can never recommend to people because they'll come back to you and say like, "What's wrong with you?" Sure. <laughs> or they'll be like, "This means absolutely nothing to me," or okay. you're just listening to sorcery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love them. I always mm-hmm. have. And this book is one with a holistic psychologist that I read literally two pages and then I have mm-hmm. to sit for like a week yeah, and a half. Those are the good ones. Yeah. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And mm-hmm. one of those moments was that where it was reading about just um, f- like even just the forgetting of things, not even forgetting things, but blocking them out. Mm-hmm. And it was something that to me, um, I just, I'd you instantly like I think of myself and then I think of other people and then Mm -hmm. I have to be very cautious because then the empathy takes over Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I gotta I'm supposed to be reading this book for myself so I had to kind of like because I've definitely protect yourself for sure Mm -hmm. yeah and I've shared with the guys that that's one thing that I'm um I've struggled a lot with in my life is writing from that empathetic place is Mm -hmm. that my entire life of like being a musician that's always where I've written from and Mm -hmm. it's like just it actually scares me to go back to writing to that place Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it just took me to some dark places in my life that yeah. I'd never been. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very thankful now that we have like vocabulary and, and ways of describing those feelings. And mm-hmm. it's something that I'm super proud of is that the, I feel honored that like, you know, the, the women in my life, the girls in my life, my girls mm-hmm. are very open to sharing their feelings and teaching me about their feelings. And um, something that you're also very, very good at is sharing your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that I admire a lot about you is Thanks. that you do that with mm-hmm. your community. You do it very openly and very transparently without fear. I think it's so awesome. The reason why I asked you about going back to your 16-year-old self Mm -hmm. is because I was curious, have you always been a lifelong learner the way that you are now? Have you always been that type of a person? I have always had amazing people in my life. So I could say that I've always been learning for sure. I mean, whether you have amazing people or not, mm-hmm. um, but I think you're talking more about the skills that I have. Yeah. Um, I've I've had so many teachers. I mean, I I lost mom just before my 12th birthday, and so my dad was a single parent. And they say it takes a village <laughs> to to raise a child, but like I was really raised by a community, so. I had so many people teaching me things and loving me and supporting me. And it was awful and beautiful all at the same time. But mm-hmm. you can't help but absorb, <laughs> absorb, especially during those years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. So consciously learning? No, I didn't. I didn't know. But I, I know that these these abilities I have came from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, I, I, I guess because I think about it in my life about how, yeah, just I think back to my life, of, like growing up in my family, I had a great family. We're all so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I have always had a desire like that, that kind of there's got to be more, mm-hmm. right? There's like, and just also seeking not just, you know, I would always say to the girls that, you know, my little girls, like when you grow up, what do you want to be? And they'll mm-hmm. say happy. And I was so excited to hear that, mm-hmm. like. But there's more to it. Like it was mm-hmm. like purpose and meaning encompassed in that happiness. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking back to my life and, and somebody I was having a conversation with somebody and they're just, it was cool to hear them like actually 
say like it's just it's been neat to see you always con- like continuing growth in your life and I never mm-hmm. thought of it that way because mm-hmm. to me I've always just been curious mm-hmm. like I was, uh, you know just why am I feeling this way and why do I act this way why do I respond this way why do I have triggers here and mm-hmm. I just always curious and then always very into maybe that's the problem solver in me as well as actually that's one thing that definitely is that this book is brought up sure. I'm not as far ahead as I thought <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a lot of things uh this one I do is ebook yeah Yeah. In a British accent. Yeah. I enjoy right now present self podcasts for sure. It really depends what stage of life I'm in, I think. And that might sound a little crazy, but like if I am on vacation, I want a paper book. Okay, cool. Yeah, if, yeah. Like my my life right now, I I don't need conversations going really deep and big. So I'm listening to podcasts in my car to just learn new things, yeah, right? Yeah. So it kind of just really depends on my the stage of life. Yeah. Right now, uh, I mean, I do, and I don't know if I want to, like, say this because I've never actually looked into him as a person, but I do really enjoy Joe Rogan's podcasts, mostly because I get to meet so many cool Mm -hmm. people through it and hear so many stories. Yeah. So this is not me endorsing Joe Rogan himself. I honestly would never have guessed you'd have said Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. I used to listen to Joe a ton Mm -hmm. and kind of tapered off as I went. Yeah. He definitely is the one that got me really interested and excited into podcasts, into long-form podcasts where you get a chance to... It's just the the range of people that he's able to connect with that I'm really enjoying right now. Same here. It's Mm -hmm. actually got me into Dak Shepard, too, is the fact that... Yes, the um, armchair expert. I love it. And I loved getting into, like, because the fact that they've got a platform where it allows them to to sit down and have Mm -hmm. a purposeful conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. that is way out of my reach um, but it's but I'm so curious yeah. and I'm and I love that they've asked questions and some of the questions I'm like oh I would have loved to have asked that and it's neat to hear they're just yeah. who they are a bit more of who they are even like I was fascinated uh, he had a rock climber on and she was talking about how when they do day long or like week long climbs how they have to poop in a bag and I was like oh, I never, thought, I never of thought of that like just oh, I never thought of that right that, that's something that it's interesting. I'm not really fearful of doing any of those kinds of things. <laughs> did Ro- we think we were? I did actually. That was like that. I know. Okay. But I don't want to, I don't want to dive into poop in a bag. And no. my point is I just like to learn and hear everyone's yeah. experience. It is cool. Yeah. No, it is. It is awesome. I think that's mm-hmm. also too why it's neat to find out like why. You know, even finding out about you about horses. I would have never known that. Yeah. And like, that and a you're huge right. huge part of my so, life. Like. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, you, you live with that, eh? I just ignore it. I literally <laughs> go like, oh, gosh. And then I'm done. Like, I'm, I've am i moved on. Yeah. No, but that's something that, to me, what's exciting is you're right. Like, when I mm-hmm. when I come visit you, um, because your your office or your work is right across the street from mine. Mm-hmm. And, like, coming in, it is, you're right, you're at work. Mm-hmm. And I've never asked you about, hey, by the way, do you like horses? Yeah. Did you grow up with horses? Like, yeah. So that is one of the cool things you're right about podcasts that I've loved mm-hmm. is being able to have the opportunity to listen to people that I've always admired. On the way here, I was listening to uh, Smartless, and they were with a, a female astronaut. And it was so freaking right. cool because they were talking about how their heads get blown up and why mm-hmm. their heads get blown up a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. 
there's gravity pulling your blood down. It's not doing that in space. Hence, it's going up. I'm like, right. And then instantly I was like, I had to pause because I've learned to pause them because I mm-hmm. tend to like, I'll just drift off into my own thoughts for a little bit. Yeah. And I was thinking like, oh, I don't think I could deal with the headaches for very long because mm-hmm. there's got to be crazy headaches there. But anyways, going back to what Josh, you asked, I love reading definitely on um, my iPad or iPhone. And the reason for that is because I can pick it up and go anywhere. So when I show up, because I'm always early, mm-hmm. that's what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can pick. And the other reason is because I can highlight things. And one of the things that I did recognize, I didn't read one book throughout my entire school career ever. But I have, my memory has always worked that if a teacher were to write it down or write on a board, I could take a snapshot of it and remember. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that early on. So things that mean a lot to me, I'll, especially in books, I'll highlight them, which is hilarious because if I'd show you guys the books that I read, almost every single word is highlighted, but I'll, re- but I'll remember them. And yeah. that's kind of why I like it is that I can take it from any device and just pick up where I've left off mm-hmm. and not have to worry about bringing another piece with me. Honestly, I am only like 42% in. Yeah, no, and it's taken me a lot, and there's been a lot of tears, a lot of conversations with my wife. I definitely feel bad, so sorry, Sarah, if you actually listen to this. And um, I feel terrible that I am also the type of person that when I learn it, I got to read it to her. So in the mornings while like we're just sitting there oh having goodness. tea, I'm like, oh, sweetheart, I got her. This is amazing, and she's so patient and so kind. So patient. She, yes. Good job, Sarah. Yeah. I Now that I say it out loud, I realize how I should probably dial that back. It is. It's, it is, and it's also, too, I think that I'm also very proud of her. It is. Six in the morning, tea, and there we go. I'm diving into the holistic psychologist. That's, hey, man, that's life like with my girls. They're ready to hit the ground and they hit a running. So I've learned that, like, I was my, both Sarah and I used to, we would put on the news just to kind of like, especially at the beginning of COVID, we put the news on on the iPad. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, it's just small. We'll just kind of watch that a little bit while the girls are just playing, reading or whatever. And it just ruined our days. Yes. So I was like, well, yeah. that's got to end. So now I'm diving into self-exploration books first thing in the morning. and um, But I have noticed that it definitely is something that, oddly enough, it has like taken weights off of my shoulders when mm-hmm. it comes to even how I handle the day. Mm-hmm. Just to to see that I you know, I can only control myself. I can't control mm-hmm. others. So I need to get a little bit better at doing that. So mm-hmm. um, if I were to ask you what's one of the most important things in your life right now and why? One of the most important things in my life. I don't want it to. Be, it's not going to be a person. Like doesn't it be really yeah. Well? What was oh gosh, I want to cut this out. It was my dog. That's why I'm like struggling. I'm just like picturing my sweet little babe. Um. So that kind I'm of so sorry shook about that, me. By the way. I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't have anything. That, um, no, you can. It's one of okay, the, but you can take away the right now. Yeah, okay. you can talk about because honestly, I'm so sorry. That's, no, that's okay. That's something to us. Like well, I still have not gotten over our dog, yeah. and that was four years ago. So, one of the most important things, um, it's my people. I can't even. I can't even go further than that, really. And it's so many different people for so many different reasons. Um, and I can't even say this person, like there's so many people in my life and they're always, as I said earlier, there always has been like, Mm -hmm. they're almost just kind of part of, I feel like they're my limbs. It's kind of weird. No. One of the things that I wanted to do was talk to you about, um, being a woman entrepreneur. Cause that's something that excites me. Why did I growl? Cause it's exhausting. (laughs) 
Is that what you did? Yeah, because I'm tired. Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Question. So Sorry. if I said, what's exhausting about it? What's exhausting about it? M- making space for myself. Um, just everything's exhausting about it. And I can't, I can't say if all of it is because I'm a woman. I can't say how much of it is because I'm a small business, not a large business. There's there's so many things that go into that, mm-hmm. but conversations that are hard, I feel like aren't hard for everyone. Um, so it's exhausting. Can you elaborate a bit more on that for me? Because that makes me very curious when you say something like that. <sighs> yeah, like um, it's a little bit hard. I'm, I'm trying to like protect people while still... It's hard because it's such a small town. What do I, I, what do I say? No, I'm curious because I know that, like, I, I wrote down a bunch of, I mean, I have girls. Mm-hmm. And to me, I grew up with uh, older sister, younger sister. Um, cousins were girls. Um, I mean, I had cousins that were boys as well. But, like, I hung mm-hmm. out a lot with them. And growing mm-hmm. up, I had a lot of friends that were girls. Um, and I didn't ever think of them differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I played sports with them both. Mm-hmm. They were both like with guys and girls, mm-hmm. like both phenomenal athletes. Like I, I remember playing once when I was like, you know, on one soccer team, played against a university team that was all females. And I think the, that was the first time I'd ever felt different playing against them because I was like, oh, I just didn't want to be as aggressive mm-hmm. out of just respect. Mm-hmm. But that was just, I don't know why. Like, that's just an odd statement to say anyways in itself. I, it, it really brings up, it's heightened my sensitivity towards equality. And especially, um, yes. especially recognizing um, unconscious bias. I can, I can say confidently, I know there are male business owners on my street that don't have to have the same conversations and the same constant conversations as I do. And maybe I'll just... <laughs> yeah. See, and I have a hard time with that. Yeah. I don't like that. And that's something that I think that conversations need to... We need to start having conversations much like what I'm saying is I don't have all the answers. And I think mm-hmm. people need to stop pretending like they do have all the answers mm-hmm. and start listening more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, when I walk down, not just like, you know, 176, but when I go anywhere with any of our clients and I meet these female like business owners, mm-hmm. I'm just in awe of them because mm-hmm. they're so incredible human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because I get the chance to get to know who they are while I'm there with them and while I'm mm-hmm. working with them. What they do is just secondary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's phenomenal. When I get to know who they are, I'm like, well, of course, mm-hmm. you're. this is what you do because you're an amazing human being. Right. Um, I wanted to ask, though, like, now that you've had it, you know, you, now that where you're at in your life with mm-hmm. the heart, mm-hmm. um, what's one thing that you wish you'd have known at the beginning that you know now? That the community was coming and that they were going to carry me through whatever storm I got myself into, whether yeah. I put myself there or the world put me there. Yeah. Yeah. You if, do- if I could have just, if I could have just known, like, uh, yeah. So was there, um, so when you say that then, what was mm-hmm. some of those first years like for you? Really, really hard. Yeah. Really hard. I mean, there were nights, um... I was physically sick a lot. Yeah. Who would have thought, eh? Tyler was amazing. I couldn't actually operate without him being home, Uh, whether that was, like, the simple things like brushing my teeth and getting to bed. My body would just freeze. I was crippled with anxiety Mm -hmm. over 
failure, over losing my house, over not making enough money to... Oh, uh, the thing about my business is Tyler, is a he's a blue-collar job, and we are a two-income house, and we took a risk, and we needed my income to function. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't just like, oh, Annie, open a cutesy little store and, and do your thing. No, like we we really needed for me to have an income. So it was so scary. It was so scary. And I wish I wish I was more honest about that and and telling that story as as it happened mm-hmm. um because I wasn't. Do you think it was a brave but like once again I go back to it was my resiliency that pulled me through it like because mm-hmm. that is one thing that is so ingrained into me especially from my dad like you it, almost to a fault you just keep going yeah yeah it's interesting because mm-hmm. uh as you say that I'm sitting here with a back that's killing me because mm-hmm. my body's been shutting down telling mm-hmm. me that um I can't keep up with the pace that I'm going at. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mind thinks that it can mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be more and more honest. Mm-hmm. So when I'm around people that are honest, even you sharing that you wish you'd have been more honest in the mm-hmm. beginning inspires me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have a phenomenal community. Ugh. Um, yeah. That community, it's one of the things that... Uh, like, shout out to my sweethearts. Do you even know who my sweethearts are? Your sweethearts? Yeah. No. Um, it's like, like I have an amazing like community on Instagram, et cetera, and like the people in my life, but I actually have like a private oh, Facebook awesome. group called my sweethearts. Yeah, that's cool. And there's over a thousand of them in there, and yeah. they, they help me make my big decisions. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's in- good. Yeah. See, that to me is phenomenal, and I've mm-hmm. said. For the longest time, I've told people, you know, people would get, especially when we're meeting with clients and we're talking to them and mm-hmm. people get really, really hung up on to, again, being the coolest kid in high school. So mm-hmm. they get hung up on things like, well, I need to have the coolest clothes. I was not cool. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> so if you're a young girl that doesn't feel cool, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so people would get hung up on the cool clothes, mm-hmm. the cool car, all the stuff that, again, it was do, do, do. It mm-hmm. had nothing. And then in the end, it had nothing to do with who they are. Um, and one of the things that I recognized early on, and this is something that we followed through inspiration, even in the band times, was we'd rather have 100 truly engaged friends, mm-hmm. engaged fans, mm-hmm. engaged community than 15,000 that are not engaged sure. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've carried that on and mm-hmm. we've continued to like build our with Search and Rescue Marketing mm-hmm. Agency. And we 100% believe that. And I mean, I've had the chance to see people that said they have crazy followings that actually have zero, absolutely zero engagement. And there's a reason. And it's interesting because when people come to me with no engagement, it's usually their communities telling them something. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to talk to you if I don't know you? It's mm-hmm. great that you're just sharing everything that you do, but you clearly don't need me in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go somewhere else where somebody like there's a community for me mm-hmm. um, and that's one thing that I've wanted to ask is like I, I think with you there's certain things that we've talked about there's certain things that I've seen but I really see empathy as something in your business as a key to why you've been like so successful mm-hmm. is that do you kind of feel that way yeah um, empathy and just like love like there's just so much love and and empathy I think can like 
go with love. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and celebration, like yeah. I, it's, it's not all about me and so like we celebrate so many things within the community. I, I do care so much. Like I had, I had a woman who was, she got dressed up to go get her vaccine last week, like put a dress on. And she came into my store to buy herself a bag to celebrate. Oh, that's cool. Like, I just, yeah. In our 10 years together, I can't uh, count how many things you volunteered for. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I can't help it. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's partly too, though. So going back to, like, getting to know you a bit more and now understanding where you Mm -hmm. came from a little bit, hearing Alicia share a little bit, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right? And Mm -hmm. that's the thing is that, like, when we get to know people... I do want to support great people, Mm -hmm. right? And I want to be a part of it and they inspire me and they encourage me. And I think that's the thing that makes, you know, the community so awesome is that we know you love Mm -hmm. not only the community that you're in, but surrounding communities, the things that you're involved in, you do it because you have a kind heart and Mm -hmm. you love doing those things. And we want to support those people. All the love coming, like I have so many stories of the love coming back. Like it's, it's crazy. Like you just put a little bit out there and your life will change. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think, mm-hmm. do you think that maybe a bit, you know, you say p- putting a bit of love out there, mm-hmm. maybe that's also to you, like, not just your community, but just communities in the whole, just saying, like, maybe they're not hearing it enough mm-hmm. in their own life. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, what if you're that only glimpse of encouragement and love? I know for some people I am. I You should see the conversations in my that's DM so box. Cool. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it is one of those things that I know purely that you do love your community and you do and it's not just a fluffy it's because i love people yeah and even the word love (laughs) so again going back to love like if i you know we're talking earlier about core values Mm -hmm. and i do know that that's one thing that is Mm -hmm. one of your core values Mm -hmm. but again going back to the definition to me of seeing that quality in action Mm -hmm. we all see it in action so Mm -hmm. we know it's real Mm -hmm. and that to me again is because at the core of who you are you are a very loving person a very giving person a very caring person Mm -hmm. so to me Yes, that's what I would assume would be at the core values of the heart mm-hmm. because I would just assume that. Mm-hmm. And you'd be able to then see it, feel it, experience it online with the community, with mm-hmm. the sweethearts, and then in person. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's what makes businesses so successful. So when people don't see success in their business, when when it's out of balance in those areas, mm-hmm. usually your community is telling you, you just need to take a listen, like sit back, take a listen, go, maybe I need to reevaluate. If I'm saying that we have a quality but we don't yeah maybe the maybe my community smells it out and if i'm mm-hmm. saying i'm so generous and i'm so this maybe my community is sniffing us out mm-hmm. and maybe if i'm sell like selling 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 instead of actually just engaging and mm-hmm. being real mm-hmm. maybe my community is and i think that's one thing that i've appreciated that's i mean amongst like many things that i've appreciated about mm-hmm. you but i definitely think it's so cool to see i get inspired by mm-hmm. business owners who are not only passionate about what they do passionate about you know, seeing the people that work for them thrive and be able to be themselves, fully themselves at mm-hmm. work. I just, I go back to that, how you mentioned that one comment about how you said that you were able to just say, listen, I just need to take time off to him. I'm like, oh, I wish I got to learn that better. Because mm-hmm. I just think that's so cool. Because again, it's something that you, you mentioned that. Aspect. I had to break though, Matt. Like I, it didn't just like, I can't say I got there proudly. Like. Uh. That's okay. You got yeah. there. Yeah, I got yeah, there. That's but okay. it's not like... My back is seizing on me trying to get me there, so... And he figured it, like, I had to get broken first. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that I loved when you said that, um, you know, people come through the door and it's like, and you don't know what kind of day they're having. Yeah. 
And one of the cool things for you is that, like, not, I don't know, I look at, like, you know, we come into a store and usually it's to purchase something. And how cool is that when they come into the heart that what they're getting for free and not purchasing it is just love. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. me, that's like, I think that that would be something that every business would find so much more success if they genuinely treated their community that way Mm -hmm. that when they realized you know when people are coming yeah but not everyone is that person so then it wouldn't be genuine yeah you're right so you can't that's not traditional business yeah you're right yeah you got me thinking now because now there's got to be a way though that we could engage in those um because I know even for myself like I definitely had some times where people would ask me how I'm doing and like when I'd show up to a shoot or something like that and they go how are you? and I was like brutally honest was like really struggling and you know this last year I've like cried between shoots more than I've ever cried in my life come home and it's like feeling super down because now I'm not mm-hmm. the dad and the husband and the friend that I want to be and they're getting the worst of me and my that's what I was feeling at least and so I'd show up to shoots and people like how are you and I'm like I'm not, I don't know, not good just struggling and they're like and you could just see people shut down in other way and i was like shit now i can't be honest because like i i'm not gonna lie exactly well and when you ask that question you have to make sure you have space to, <laughs> to, to yeah. hear it yeah, you yeah. Know? i don't have that space Some, sometimes so i don't ask how you're exactly doing. You're yeah Josh, just, like yeah yeah you're right you know? see i'm trying to learn those balance the yeah. healthy balance there don't ask it if I don't have that space. That's a really good, because uh, I know even the other day my daughter, I came home and my daughter was like, "Why are you sad, Dad?" And I was like, "Holy!" Like it took me a second, and I was like, I had to sit and think about it for a bit. I was like, "Shit, man!" Like my seven-year-old recognizes that I'm sad, mm-hmm. and so I had to sit and talk to her and like explain to her like why but I was sad. Your seven-year-old, I would expect, would notice that you were sad bes- before some forty-five-year-old. Yeah. Like really. But you notice it when your community, you've probably gotten to know your community so well mm-hmm. that when some come in, I can guarantee that you know something's up with some of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And that, though, uh, it's interesting because it's, you know, sometimes it's like reevaluating too when businesses mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you know how when you'd fill in like, say you're filling in a form for your business or something, mm-hmm. ask, what kind of like, what category are you in? And it's always hilarious because I'm like, well, that's ridiculous to answer because it gives you such generic categories to answer. Uh, I'll say, have you re- have you read my Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> have you checked out my Instagram? Yeah. That's, I always like make a joke out of it. It's so funny because like you, you almost want to say sometimes too that like there are certain businesses that, mm-hmm. to be honest, I want to throw in there, counselor, mm-hmm. that you're, you're – there's more, I don't know, does that make sense when I say that? Like, it's like you throw in there that you're not only selling goods and you're selling this, but you're actually a place where people come and their spirits feel. I notice that in a lot of businesses that I go well, into. Well, the heart started not as retail, right? It was a space of connection and gathering. So I don't know if you even know I didn't that. actually, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was the retail part of the heart was as big as this room. Was it just the front? Yeah. Wow, you've grown so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so go. I didn't want to ask because I figured everybody would ask how it started, but... Yeah, no. And you know what? I actually realized I don't talk about it a lot. I'll, I'll write a little post about it, but no, I, it, it was a gathering space. I wanted to bring people together. That was the whole intention of the heart. So the back was actually like the huge back area yeah. was just a giant harvest table, um, like... I don't know, 14 feet long oh harvest table and small businesses would gather there, have lunch, whatever. And then the front was the retail really just to kind of help pay the rent. 
I so no it was a it was a space of gathering. That was the primary function. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. So then, how did it progress? Slowly, just step after step. It was like, was it a foot? It of wasn't. Extra... It wasn't. Well, the storefront grew a little bit into that space, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't the primary function. It was an event and gathering space, and then COVID happened. The storefront closed. So I used that whole back area for orders and managing that. Um, After I let go of my staff, it was just me in there anyways, and no customers were coming in, so it didn't matter what the store looked like. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I obviously when we opened again in, what was it, June, um, we still couldn't gather. So we were like, well, customers want to shop. The store is staying busy, so... Let's expand the store space so people can socially distance. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, if I'm expanding the store space, I have to bring in more inventory. I can't just have empty shelves. And that was really scary. Let's make a big investment into inventory during a global pandemic Mm -hmm. when cash flow is already a scary thing. Yeah. And that's how it happened. And do you Mm -hmm. and your main tool then that you use for communication is Instagram? Is that your main and Mm -hmm. Facebook? Mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Do you do any selling on Instagram? Uh, What do you like Instagram? Like, do you do any like with the marketplace or anything? Oh, like marketplace? No, I no. I I don't know why I like um, I personally use marketplace on Facebook, but no, no. I'm just curious because it's like I know that um, it's something that helped a lot of businesses out Mm -hmm. through COVID. Was just uh, especially because Instagram they don't want you to leave the app, so Mm -hmm. giving the opportunity to purchase things right then and there. Oh, sorry, my Shopify is integrated into Instagram. Never mind. There you go. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. So during COVID, then when that happened, like, did you notice your community's engagement go way up, down, like skyrocketed? Yeah, and I had a lot. I think I did like three or four um, news interviews during that short period of time. Um, So I had people calling me all day saying, I I just saw you on the news. I really liked your story. How do I support you? Oh, that's cool. I had people trying to start GoFundMe accounts when the pandemic started. And I was like, absolutely not. Like there is far bigger things that need support right now. But thank you. (laughs) Yeah. How did those interviews come up? I don't. I don't know my DMs. Um, some cool. of my shoppers I know are definitely work in that industry, so I think we're just kind of. That's the joys of a community. Trickled through and. Yeah, looking mm-hmm. looking out for each other. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's so cool because I know that um, it was inspiring to watch on my on the other end of it, mm-hmm. watching that engagement because it was always neat to see what you were posting, how you're posting, what you were sharing. Um, and it's it's well, the cool thing for me is I wear a couple hats. Mm-hmm. Number one is like as a community, you know, I'm part mm-hmm. of that community mm-hmm. as well. And then also as somebody You're not who a is sweetheart, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. um, and then also I get to wear a hat as like a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. So I like, I appreciate it because mm-hmm. there's so much that you have taught me as mm-hmm. well. And then there's things as well, like much like how. You know, I am that guy that stays up super late at night, always have been like reading on Reddit and talking back and forth with people that are in the same industry as me. And I'm always trying to find out like new little tools and why are algorithms doing this? And what about that? And what did you try? Mm -hmm. And like, and so it's neat because I'd see you doing things. I'm like, oh, I just read about that. Mm -hmm. And did you research how to do all those things or did you naturally just go, hey, I'm feeling like I'm going to do this? Honestly, all instinct. It's all just listening. Like we talked before, like what do people need right now? Um... There's one video that I actually just added to my reels now. It's me just dancing crazy. Babe. I saw it today. What's the song? I can't remember. Whitney the song. Houston. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? Higher love. Oh, 
Great song. Bring me a and it was like, it had to be like dur- March when we were all really sad last year and yeah. really scared. And I heard that from my community and I was like, you know what? They're looking at me right now. There's my engagement is huge. I'm just going to make people smile today. Yeah. That's cool. So I did. Yeah. And so I just listened. I just, that's what I did. That's, that's what honestly, I do. That's going what back, I do. <laughs> that to me is absolutely like magical mm-hmm. because that's one of the things that like, it's hard to teach people. Mm-hmm. There's a difference too between listening and monitoring. Most people say that they listen, but they just monitor. They're mm-hmm. monitoring for things like likes and mm-hmm. what tr- hashtag worked and what this. And I there's, there's, I don't even hashtag. I don't, yeah, I just, there's, there's purpose to that, but there's yeah. also more like, that's why a lot of times, even for me and people can't stand that I say it, but I'm constantly trying to just push down their throat. It's like, please, like just. Just be you, mm-hmm. quirky, weird, funny, whatever that may be. Just be you. Yeah. Um, but do it one hundred percent. So mm-hmm. make sure that you're transparent, you're you're empathetic, you're authentic, and then you don't have to try. Like actually creating content is especially when you're listening to your community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool that you shared that because mm-hmm. that's something that um, I enjoyed. I always enjoy watching what's on there because I like to see as well. I really it inspires me because mm-hmm. I do know that I get quite a bit from people like they hear me saying as somebody who's a part of an agency like why are you, you know you're always telling us to post and create content but you're not doing it yourself and it's so funny and, I don't even like think about creating content either like people will have and I know this is your business but people will have like content creation days yeah where they they and and a lot of businesses need that that's I'm not discounting that at, at all but I don't have those I wake up and I'm I think of something I just you are the brand yeah yeah which is a blessing and a curse but yeah Mm -hmm. and that that's one of the cool things about it is that people get hung up with brand Mm -hmm. um and they can sometimes think of it as like you know and I've often I'll say this to any client is they'll say nobody actually cares about your font nobody cares about the color of your logo nobody cares if your logo looks like this or like this or they don't care about that stuff what they care about is you Mm -hmm. um and that last experience they have so when you're not there Mm-hmm. Whatever experience they have with whoever is there at the mm-hmm. heart, that's the heart. That's mm-hmm. the brand. Mm-hmm. So those things are important. So when you talk about, you know, you being vocal with your staff mm-hmm. and you being vocal with your community, mm-hmm. that's the importance of why, like today, like I feel honored that I'm getting a chance. Of, there's lots of things I did not know about you that I've gotten mm-hmm. a chance to get to know. And it starts to make sense why you are the way that you are. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. And it like it allows, you know, those people then when they see those things on your social media, mm-hmm. when they see these things on a podcast, when they meet you in real life, when they meet your staff, like it's fluid. It's mm-hmm. that's, oh yeah, that is them. I, there's, I know who they are. Mm-hmm. So when people, you know, I mean, I've had people reach out and say like, yeah, when I was going to get a pair of jeans, I was like, well, is this company really into equality? And like, do they have this? And they want to, it's just a pair of jeans, but it isn't just a pair mm-hmm. of jeans. We want to support. Mm-hmm. And I think this last year and a bit with COVID has also brought that up as well, is that we want to go out of our way to support those that are good humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that um, I love that you said, you just wake up and do it. Mm-hmm. Because that's something I wish that I could tell people. You just know that it's a part of your job description. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just tell your story. Just tell you. We wake up. There's a story to be told at all times. Yeah, well, we're all storytellers, right? Yeah. It's just whether we tell them or not. That's awesome. We all have a story, I should say. So that kind of helps me segue into the good-hearted human. Mm-hmm. And that's something to me that I felt terrible that mine. Actually, in an aspect, I felt terrible, but also was super excited that my shirt was dirty tonight because it means that I use it a lot. My girls, we wear ours all the time proudly mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, my girls love theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm excited for hearing about it, how it got started. Um, and I don't know, like for those of you that may not know what it is, I would love for you to give a little bit of, share a little bit of background on the Good Hearted Human. Yeah, I've never really shared much background on Good Hearted Human, which is kind of crazy 
because it has been so successful without me really explaining who or what or why. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that also just speaks to my community once again and, yeah. and their support and their love and their their dedication to keeping me around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really um, born about, what day is it right now? Day's 26th. April 26th. So this exact day last year really was my first i texted my friend ashley and i said i've made this sweater i need a picture of it because i have to start selling it and she met me in cloverdale and took a picture today no yeah so it was it was actually a sunday last year but yeah so happy awesome. one year one year well congratulations <laughs> yeah um but really i've i've always wanted um when, since i started the heart i wanted a branded apparel, something that kind of told my story. I didn't want to just make a, a sweater with something on it. it, it yeah. Everything I do, I, I have intention. So that was really important to me. But I just kind of kept like, don't have time, busy, like first year of business, can't do that. Um, who who would buy it? Who wants to support this? Like, that's later, Annie. I just kept telling myself that. Mm-hmm. But then in March, when COVID happened, closed the store, something we all learned was supply chains and shipping and everything was starting to shut down. Warehouses were closing. Yeah. So I had customers, but I didn't have any inventory. Nothing oh, was man. coming in, right? So I was like, okay, well, maybe this is the time. I need to put some thought into this. So I started drawing. I... I called on my friends. I knew that it needed to be heart-focused. I thought about all of the people in my life that have kind of gotten me here. And that's kind of how I landed on Good Hearted Human. It was, who do I want to be? Who do I aspire to be? What is my community? What are they telling me? Mm-hmm. It's Good Hearted Humans. That's like, just it's just so obvious. Um so uh, one of my friends helped me design the first logo. We picked a sweater, printed it, and it was like instantly a sellout, which yeah. was crazy. Um, and that's kind of how it, where it, the the miniature version of where it started. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, when my wife and I saw it, we're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Mm-hmm. And it when it was kind of cool because I didn't, we didn't know the story. Yeah, um, I just saw it come, and it's interesting because we both talked. We're like, "Oh, that could be intimidating mm-hmm. wearing that." <laughs> so, this, so this is interesting to me and it people will say that they're like do I buy it for myself and for me this is my personal take when I gift it to someone it's almost like a badge a thank you for being this oh, person cool. to me when I wear it for myself it's kind of two things it's a reminder for me mm-hmm. that the world around me needs this person mm-hmm. And it's also a reminder to those people that I'm a safe place. That's a cool. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like my block watch in a way, yeah. you know? Like I do like that. When I see it at Save On Foods or whatever, I'm like, that's a good person. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that I crossed the street um, to get a coffee the other day. And mm-hmm. I looked over as I was waiting for my coffee. And there was somebody where I could see the back good heart. And I was like, that's awesome. And you it's just true. Feel good. It just felt good. Yeah, because yeah. I told them, like, when my wife and I were talking about it, they were like, it's... Uh, like when I walked around, it, it felt like it was like, I need to like, you know, because to mm-hmm. me, a heart has all the feelings mm-hmm. and a good hearted human um, 
it just it, it definitely was i felt like i was like oh it just made me want to be a good human being exactly and so when i wear it it's a reminder to mm-hmm. me like and it was like because i remember we talked to was like well could it be intimidating and i remember i think we were both i can't remember who said it but we we're like yeah like I, I love that aspect of the block watch as well that is like super super cool way of mm-hmm. putting it because i do think that it's a good reminder to people that it's like there are good people and out it's there. a connection point you know yeah. you see someone and you're like you're part of my story you just yeah. you're inst there's an instant connection yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. so where do you see it going so many places um well you're gonna start to see um soon uh more of local collaborations oh cool um incorporating this um but i really want to start we're gonna do one more crew neck probably the week that this comes out i guess this one (laughs) um and then I really want to start using it for some social impact. So some fundraising, oh, cool. some yeah. contributions to wherever my community wants that to go. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's cool. So you would actually ask them where they're interested in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's one thing I love about mm-hmm. you is that. Uh, it's not my story anymore. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about the brand is this isn't like everyone wants to know Annie's story behind Good Hearted Human. But mm-hmm. it's almost irrelevant now because it's all of our story so i that's not a decision for me to make yeah i like that though because it's something i remember i mean if to me it was kind of people would ask me all the time about say lyrics that i'd written and they would tell me their interpretation of a song i'd written and i did not and you love it oh i loved their interpretation i was like holy shit i wish that Mm -hmm. would have been why Mm -hmm. i wrote the song yeah but i didn't yeah and i definitely think that you need to hang on to that because it is absolutely beautiful Mm -hmm. and i love that it means something to you and then it made me realize how other things in my life i've done that to other things as well and how maybe i don't want to find out you know blah blah blah's explanation because it means something so impactful to me that's been a big hesitation of me uh, they people won't be disappointed. It it comes from a really beautiful place, but yeah. I also like there are entire daycares and preschools of teachers wearing these. I know yeah. there's there's wards in the hospitals wearing these. Like it has so much more meaning than even I can begin to explain. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. which is so cool. So there's schools. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. That yeah. And then I have, I have, I'll have parents coming in and saying, I saw the teacher wearing this. Like, is there one for my kid? Can oh, I, I get, it. like, it's, it's so cool. You know, the cool thing too is that it's, because um, I know we've talked about it, like, with my girls. Mm-hmm. And I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. Well, the seven-year-old mm-hmm. uh, is turning eight in two days. Mm-hmm. So eight and three. Okay, and it's interesting how those ages understand. So when we talk to them about, like... Well, they are this. Like, they, they are. are. Oh, purely. Yeah. To the purest of pure, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, in fact, like, my three-year-old right now... Uh, is the best teacher for me mm-hmm. on healthy balance. Mm-hmm. That girl knows how to like, when she sets up the balance and she's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like right now, the big one, she just doesn't want to wear clothes. She's winning. I remember And that. she's very good mm-hmm. at it. And she's not afraid of hurting my feelings. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid of, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can barely say no to certain things and people in my life without the guilt getting me mm-hmm. I like it is phenomenal what mm-hmm. she's teaching me and what my eight year old is teaching me. And it's interesting when we talk about good hearted humans, we talk about what that even means. And it's neat to hear them share. So that's so cool to me when you said you mm-hmm. talked about like teachers and this because we all have a different story. Mm-hmm. It all means something different to each one of us. And I think it's phenomenal. I'm so stoked that you've done this. Mm-hmm. It's 
I like my family on behalf of my family. We mm-hmm. proudly wear ours. Uh, yeah, yeah that's no, my daughter will wear it, and she'll like kind of lean over. That I posted on TikTok the other day because Emma was walking on a log, and it was like absolutely gorgeous, and she just kind of looks over with a smile because. She knows. She knows. And she proudly wears mm-hmm. it. And I absolutely like, man, I wish I could wear it as purely as her. And I even say, have a hard time saying, like, thank you because I feel, like, I genuinely feel that it's actually hers. Like, yeah. I'm not thanking her for wearing her thing, you know? Like, it's, yeah. which is cool. I think, you know, what's interesting. As you've been talking, like, this whole time, one of the things that uh, reminds me a lot of my wife is that, um, how can I say this? Uh I'll talk about my wife. She, she's just so real and pure, mm-hmm. and um, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it can actually come across as like people like like. How could I say this? It's so hard for me to like like formulate like what I'm trying to like what my heart's feeling. But it's like, um, you know, when you see something, you're like, are they really that nice of a person? Mm-hmm. You are. Mm-hmm. and my wife is and a lot of good-hearted humans there's a lot and it's going to continue to spread and that's one of the cool things that you know one of my goals today was just like just to get to know you a little bit more i was like man i knew i was going to like get emotional and like want to talk to you forever about mm-hmm. things but i was like i didn't want to just go like Whoa, and like die but ultimately you are a very very good human and so i'm super proud to have you in our community and leading things like this and encouraging people and inspiring people mm-hmm. and i know that you do it from a genuine place and but it's... i'm just a product of my community also yeah yeah right? like I... I know yeah i'm still proud of you thank you and it's like and it's and it's cool and i also have to say like i would love to have gotten into some more conversations which i think we will have like mm-hmm. off camera but talking mm-hmm. about like i'm just so curious of the world of being a female entrepreneur mm-hmm. um and that stuff that to me man it just gets my like like i have to be careful it's interesting Mm -hmm. um i've never really been into fighting Mm -hmm. until i had girls Mm -hmm. and in in a family that i cared for immensely and it was like man if you touch them Mm -hmm. i have never felt red in my life Sure, yeah Yeah, where it was like oh wow and so when i've been a part of like i've had the honor of being able to photograph some amazing um conferences over the years where they've had like you know it's been like I'm the only guy amongst thousands of women that mm-hmm. are there and it's and it's like having people from all over the world and I just I'm bawling the whole time and I'm like this is sure. the life that I want for my daughters yeah. and it's going to start with me mm-hmm. like in my life making conscientious choices every single day being purposeful in every mm-hmm. single thing that I do mm-hmm. which is why I get so excited to talk mm-hmm. to you and um, to talk to other people and like why even this podcast excites me getting to get to know people like we talked about with you know why other podcasts inspire us is to push ourselves and to mm-hmm. not just stay in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it excites me to know that like our, you know, the future that we're setting up is going to be littered with good humans and not just good humans though, that are fake good humans mm-hmm. that are pretending that they're shit together. I'm talking yeah. real good humans that actually have no guilt whatsoever to say sorry, but today I, I need to go home. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I wish that like I was there and I'm trying to get there. I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah. And I, I just, uh, I'm getting there. But I like I really have to drive home like it, I I I didn't get to that point proudly. And I think that that's really important. It's not like Annie just magically figured it out. I still struggle. I still have yeah. painful back days. I still yeah. um I haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. I just um I didn't think it was going to be a very easy uh No. Yeah. And I don't think you ever fully will figure it out. I don't believe in balance. That's something um, I get asked actually a lot is, Annie, how do you do it all? And 
I want to scream from the rooftops. I don't. If my business is doing really well, I probably haven't spent enough time with Tyler. Our house is probably a mess, and I'm probably not doing well emotionally. If my business isn't doing very great, I'm probably seeing people and having better connections. Mm -hmm. So, like, people that say work-life balance or, like, I don't know if it's a thing. Stuff, eh? Yeah. Something, something's always got to give. Like, there's, you, you're not going to be like this ever. Mm-hmm. That's balance. It's going to, one way or the other. Yeah, it's such a delicate, um, well, we're learning every mm-hmm. single day. That's kind of the thing for me is is I don't want to, every year of my life, I'd mm-hmm. like to, you know, I, I constantly want to be evolving and want to be learning. And I don't want to look back and be like, oh, I'm the same guy I was last mm-hmm. year or the year before. Um, and I think that that actually starts with us as individuals mm-hmm. and seeking out um, those things. And I think that that's where you're right. Like balance is challenging because I, I'm like, is it even like, should we just get <laughs> rid yeah. of that? Like challenge? Is it, a, is it actually achievable? Uh, is there uh, a symmetry? Well, I have I hope for it, but I definitely think that there's a level of. Or finding peace in this, you know, like. Yeah. Maybe it's more about finding this rhythm than it is finding this rhythm. And the next, and it'll change before you know it. So like mm-hmm. you're chasing something that's like, if you expected it to go one way and it's going another way, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You're just gonna have to adjust your expectations. Ebb and flow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have. I definitely don't have the answer for that. That's one. That's why I'm trying desperately to. Because I, I know for myself that I'm definitely a workaholic. Mm-hmm. I can work and work and work. Um, I also am one that I cannot start something and then not finish it. Mm-hmm. I've got to finish it. Mm-hmm. I am not satisfied with good. It's got to be great. Mm-hmm. i got to do my very, very best to make it great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also know that I want to lead by example. But then when I see, like, yeah, man, that's such a okay. You've got me just definitely thinking. Because now, again, like I said, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just mm-hmm. so curious. I love hearing people's thoughts on things like that. Because I know for me... I definitely, um, and I think I've shared this with you in the past that I've struggled like with a shit at sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I've learned actually, which is the cool thing, is that I've learned now from Dax Shepard actually, because mm-hmm. he was sharing on his podcast that he used to be in a deal with insomnia. Mm-hmm. And then he so proudly, like that was his kind of cool, quirky thing that he would like share it with people. Yet he was like, actually, I'm not an insomniac anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I should stop saying that because mm-hmm. it was just, he was enjoying saying it. I'm, I'm kind of butchering how he said it. But sure. I realized in my life that, um, when I dealt with the insomnia, like, and mm-hmm. it was bad, like mm-hmm. hospital and really, really mm-hmm. sick. Um, I had to make some major changes and went mm-hmm. through counseling and some therapy and like, and discovered what was causing the stress that was causing. And my body mm-hmm. was literally screaming at me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when I dealt with the stress, mm-hmm. I slept. Mm-hmm. And from that day on though, I was so nervous to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. There's still that little tiny piece of me that's like, you know, you you, you got to follow this same little pattern before bed or you're not going to sleep. And I hate that. Yeah. So for a while there, it was marijuana where I was like, oh, I'm just going to smoke up a little bit. And mm-hmm. it put me to and sleep. And then it stops working. Yeah. And then you move on to something else and it stops working. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets scary because I was actually also super nervous of getting addicted to a rhythm and a pattern mm-hmm. of what I needed to do to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. Um. So I worked on lots of things and hilariously enough, and this is something I don't think I've shared with anybody except for say my brother-in-law and mm-hmm. my wife, mm-hmm. is that every single night to this day before bed, I listen to Seinfeld. And I put it on in, and it's funny because... Um, my brother-in-law and I got into it when we lived, it was during the Olympics and, and we lived with him downtown and we were shooting for like the Aboriginal Pavilion. So we lived downtown for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. 
and every night like we were working both at, like so my wife and I had moved downtown there and we were living with him in his one bedroom apartment on Burrard and we were working crazy hours mm-hmm. just because of the it was the Olympics it was nuts yep. and at night when we would finish we would have a drink we'd watch some Seinfeld go to bed mm-hmm. and we ended up watching like every season and then it became so much I just did not care about the content see and that's mm-hmm. the thing I've realized with my mind too is if I don't shut down mm-hmm. like even when we do these podcasts on podcast nights I rarely sleep after of because course. my mind is yep. just going yep. I'm embarrassed of all the things that I said and that I didn't say like sure. I just my mind just keeps going mm-hmm. and I think of all the things I wish I would have said yep. or if I would have listened more I was cutting people off and I was rude and I just feel like I'm just I, I don't know I just want my girls to be proud of me mm-hmm. and and so to this day, I put on Seinfeld because I don't think about it. And it's interesting because I will go to sleep and the next day I'll wake up and go, I only got two minutes through Seinfeld and I was out. But like that's a light. an anxiety coping method is um, people with anxiety often like to watch shows that they know the ending for because there's no suspense. There's no surprise. There's nothing. Yeah. It's I don't even, to show. be honest, I don't even watch it. I just have it on. So I put it on. Right. But because and listen. you know, it's just. Yeah. Sign- your sleep, Matt? Like you have like a Seinfeld dream. Neither, nothing. Nothing. No, it doesn't even register. It's a white noise. And it's interesting because, um, it's I always you know it's interesting because I would I used to say almost in a negative way that I was like you know my entire life as an artist I music wakes me up mm-hmm. always has still to this day wakes me up I don't really dream ever um if I do it's usually a vivid oh shit like yeah. something I'm, I'm a crazy dreamer so, are you should you I get to yeah, sleep let's do it. but I hear it. my dreams yeah go for yeah. it yeah they're like they're actually like pretty sad <laughs> so I don't want to talk about my oh. dreams yeah okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, like, just not even go there. Okay. But, like, ex- so you wake up exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I actually sleep? Should but, you? Okay, yeah. so should you sleep? Mm-hmm. So that's where, to me, um, I was trying to break myself out of habits because when I was going through the insomnia, of course, every single doctor was like, you need to do this, this, this. And mm-hmm. there's all these things they talk about. No screen time. Try it. Like, I was yeah, running I through all. our streets. My wife remembers being terrified for me. I was running up and down her streets at like three, four to in the morning. To exhaust yourself. I could not exhaust mm-hmm. myself. And I was not going in our room until the don't go into your room until you're actually exhausted. I'm like, well, now I just stayed out of my room all night and the sun's back up and I'm just going to go straight to work We're again. We're just going to continue And on. it was just until I ended up in the hospital and then the doctor's mm-hmm. like, okay, he needs, me- he's sick. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I needed to change like a lot of what was going on mm-hmm. in my life. And still to this day, that's why I so passionately try my best to listen to others and and what they've gone through and what they've learned so that I can try to bring those things into my life and see if some help. So going back to this thing with Dak Shepard is that I realized what was happening was I was still thinking almost like I was an insomniac, Mm -hmm. but actually have no problem sleeping now. Mm -hmm. So I need to stop saying that Mm because I was almost not even giving my tomorrow a fair chance. Yeah, that's fair. Because I was... I was already telling my tomorrow that because of my past, it's like, well, that's like, so I guess I'm not going to sleep. And it was like, no. So I actually have to say that I am proud of myself that I've Mm -hmm. definitely overcome it. There's still challenges. Don't get me wrong. Like when I'm stressing about things more than others, even right now with my back, it's been really freaking me out. Mm Because of course, right away is anybody that I've always been hypersensitive in my body. So instantly I was like, okay, my back is sore. And then I could feel it go down in my groin. So now I have testicular cancer. Now I should go back to the doctor. But that would be my 10th visit in a month that I think I have testicular cancer. The doctor's going to laugh at me again and go through like, right? Like it's like my mind just spirals and all those things. So I'm like, okay, breathe. Mm -hmm. So here I am in bed, just breathing. Seinfeld's on. It's all good to go. My daughters are sleeping. My wife is asleep. We live in British Columbia. We're very blessed. Mm -hmm. 
And then the other trick, there's another trick that I've learned. I'll is learn any. I tell myself, if I don't fall asleep tonight, I've still made it here today. Yeah. So I'll make it to the next night. Okay. Yeah, it awesome. might suck, but I'll still get there. Mm-hmm. So that's another way I trick my brain. Yeah. Like, Our brains don't get tricked too often, oh, though. No. So you struggle too, hey? Major. Major. Yeah. I used, sorry. I used to struggle. Yes. Good mm-hmm. catch. I'm trying. Catch. Except for tonight that you won't go to sleep. Uh, tonight I won't. <laughs> no, tonight I won't. No. But I had the, I had a crazy, vi- after I got the vaccine that night, I had a crazy vivid dream. And it was right in the, but I had, I was going through a fever. So mm-hmm. that was like, um, I hadn't had that in forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's been wild throughout COVID that, you know, when my daughter hit school, mm-hmm. we've had like permanent colds and sickness in our house mm-hmm. since she goes to that. Of course. Well, now that she's been at home since COVID started, we've had no Nothing. sickness. And I'm like, this is like fantastic. Yeah. Like, in fact, like we, <laughs> it's so interesting. But my wife's like, I think we need to throw away this medicine we bought because it's going to go. It's going to expire. <laughs> expire. Like, we haven't even opened it. Yeah. Like, but it was always like, oh, we got to keep children's Advil and children's Advil. I don't know if that's hand. a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Have you learned any techniques, though, that, um, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for calming my heart. That's a big one I talk to the girls about. And yeah, you know, easier said than done. I think that it's also important to recognize, because I do have these conversations about sleep um, online, it's important to recognize when someone is struggling to sleep and when they actually have insomnia. And I agree. When you're struggling to sleep, I absolutely support all of the things you talked about, the screen time, the workout to where you're like, all of that stuff, the meditation, the like practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, there's a line where you need help. And that is a really scary line to cross. Um, so I think it's, it's really important to, to differentiate those. Yeah. So I'm on the cross line. I, I have to have help sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and be an extreme case and tell you just calm your mind it, it doesn't it doesn't work i know yeah so no that i completely agree with which is why i'm trying desperately to not say yeah yeah because i'm i'm in that space right now and that's okay yeah. and i'm trying to be okay with that mm-hmm. um and i hope to get back to the other side one day mm-hmm. yeah i know i remember uh i appreciate you sharing that because mm-hmm. it's like i know that it's also sleep is one of those things that like I researched like crazy. It's your healer. It's the most important time of your day. Breakfast isn't the important, most important thing. It's sleep. I know. I told my daughters is like when I read one, when I was going through it all and it made me feel even worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. Was when they're like, just so you know that sleep should be called recovery. Cause if you were to understand that it's recovery, you'd take it more seriously. I'm like, fuck, I'm doing everything in my power to try to sleep. Yes. And you're telling me this now. Like it's, I I love that you. Taking a bath, lavender candles. Oh man. I love that you brought it up too, because it's, I love that you brought the aspect because it was hilarious how regimented then my sleep pattern, okay, so I wasn't sleeping actually, but mm-hmm. how it was like, okay, Dr. Blah, Blah Blah said I need to do this. And so I regimented absolutely everything I did 
and it, none of it worked. Nothing and and it was because the fact that, again, the stuff I had to deal with was the like it had nothing to do with sleep in my experience. Mm-hmm. It had to do with my body shutting down because of stress. Mm-hmm. And then even then to go farther, there was relationships in my life that were fucking toxic yes. that were destroying me. And I had made every excuse in the book that, no, 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 these people aren't that bad. Um, they're really kind people. Mm-hmm. Like I just and yet the relationships were telling me. I just didn't, like you said, listen. I didn't mm-hmm. step back and listen. Then I felt even worse because I felt like, what kind of a friend am I to my wife? And mm-hmm. what kind of like, and I'm allowing these people into our lives. And, and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And finally, the body just went, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was smarter than my body, that I could just outdo it. And I always used to say stupid things like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Until I ended up in the hospital and was like, mm-hmm. uh, this is very humiliating and humbling. Mm-hmm. And the worst part was seeing my wife's face. Sure. Kind of like the other day when I took way too many gummies and uh, was like, I'm going to throw up. Way too many. Oh, I. How many? I don't do like, it's interesting because I've always. Oh, gosh. I have. Like, um, it's not a plural thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. So my back was killing. Yeah. I could barely do anything. Yeah. And it was like really frustrating me. I was like, you know what? Like, so I tried like one, two, then the bag was gone. And I was like, oh, it's not really working. So I'm like, next oh, day I'm going to try stronger. So no. one, two. And then I was like, all of a sudden, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. And I was like, this is like, mm-hmm. and I've always had an issue, unfortunately, where um, I guess having like red hair, apparently red, pe- like red haired people respond differently to like sure. medications okay. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like if when, when say growing up, if friends would smoke a joint, it's like I would smoke just as much as them and, it, and I'd feel absolutely nothing. So to mm-hmm. me, it seemed pointless. Mm-hmm. So when it came to things like even cookies, if somebody ate an edible, they'd eat one and they're wrecked for a day. I'd eat three and I'd be like, are we going to supposed to feel something? Like just, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, the, this got the better of me. Mm-hmm. And my wife said I was just like white and sick. And I knew what was going on though. Mm-hmm. I said, like I let her know and I said, I just need to lay down for I a second. But up. she was, mm-hmm. I messed up. Mm-hmm. I ate too many and she was terrified. That's to sure. me the worst. Because yeah. I know what I'm doing and stupid but i'm in but control there's of also it. a desperation point too yeah. which yeah is so important when you're taking any kind of medication and when you're struggling you reach a point of desperation and i've definitely done this um for sleep where you're you begin m- mixing and taking things that you really shouldn't be but yeah you're so desperate for relief from pain or or to get some sleep that yeah you just don't care no no. Whatever will give me a little, even if it's an hour of no pain or oh. some sleep. Or it's right? like, yeah, and then I felt extra guilted to with like, my girls were just like mm-hmm. both like, dad, we've never seen you. Like, we don't like yeah. you like this. And I was like, because oh, I felt like it was like a failure of mm-hmm. like a healthy dad. Sure. I, yeah. And it was just like, oh, man. And then I just realized, okay, no, again, going back to what you said, it's like mm-hmm. your, my body is was just shouting at me and screaming at me. And mm-hmm. I need to be more attentive to it. And then also understand to how to to listen to what it's saying and then what mm-hmm. do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'm only 42% through that book is because it's like <laughs> one page at a time. One page. It's yeah. a lot to digest. It is. <laughs> it, it is a lot to digest. So I do it like, I will say that like just, you know, whether we're recording or not, it's been really cool to hear even your perspective on things. Like I love that you brought up a different perspective than I've ever thought about things like bravery, balance. Mm-hmm. That's one of the cool things to me about these opportunities is mm-hmm. to have conversations with people that, um, are again like we've like we've mentioned before that are brave enough if that's the wrong word now mm-hmm. to use but like that will come on and just be open and have a purposeful conversation that mm-hmm. we're not saying this is the 
only way to think about something. In yeah. fact, like I enjoyed that you let me to throw something out there and you came back with another. To me, and that's kicked it back. That's you. how we learn, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's no, how like and I'm so stoked to go home and to have tea with my wife and to think like, hey, what do you think about that? And to push the thought and to keep it going and to mm-hmm. try things and to I think that's what makes our world so cool and mm-hmm. so inspiring is that we all don't think, act, sound and like. I love that. Well, we're we're all required to make the world yeah. go round, right? Like, yeah. I, it's I don't even have words for that. No, but you even how you mentioned to me, it was so cool to hear how you said like you were the community that raised you, mm-hmm. and then it makes me want to have like a time machine to go back in time because it's always one of those cool things just to see how people, you know, the whole nature versus nurture mm-hmm. and just who's around and. And see who you were back then and to see the influence and be like, oh, my goodness, like Mm -hmm. that person's life, the influence in your life instigated like it just put it in you to be to to try that and to try this way. And this person over there this way Mm -hmm. and this person this way. And it's something that is really I'm I'm very aware of because of the fact that I can't believe my daughters do things that I never taught them. Well, that's the thing. You're influenced so greatly. Yeah. Not even just at a young age, at all ages. Yeah. And. I that's another thing that I always talk about is how you'll see people online say like I'm not an influencer or or have those conversations and I so strongly disagree every single human being on this planet is an influencer Mm -hmm. even you Josh just because you're not on your Instagram stories um because you'll say hey Matt I really like this beer you should try it Mm -hmm you've been influenced now to try that beer Mm -hmm. we've we've just kind of created this like um i don't it platforms the wrong word but this this role of an influencer but it's we're all influential yeah and it's neat because as we get older too we get to pick and choose too who we Mm -hmm. want to be involved in those influences Mm -hmm. and that's something that's become more kind of kind of yeah like the environment is quite influential on us whether we Wherever yeah. we might be, right? It is true. And it is something to me even, you know, when you're talking about seeing stories and stuff and mm-hmm. having influence. And, and those are friends, too, mm-hmm. that sometimes like, oh, this was a great dinner. You don't realize the effects that it has on you when it comes to actually picking a dinner. Mm-hmm. That that does a lot more for the psychology behind why you choose to go to that place than to watch ads of things. Mm-hmm. But I know that like 98% of our day is ads telling us that you know your life's going to be a lot better if you were just like this doing yeah. this eating this walking here wearing that mm-hmm. doing this driving this mm-hmm. you know in mexico and in uh mexico. <laughs> but yeah. i do like that's why one of the things to me that i get inspired of is seeing a movement of good-hearted human mm-hmm. and encouraging people to continue on their journey in life mm-hmm. and to surround themselves with people that breathe life into them versus you know suck the life out of them yeah and I know for myself that it's like I really do enjoy being around people that charge my batteries and inspire me and challenge me. I don't want to have people around me that just think the same way as me. In fact, I often said like, you know, people before we had kids, I remember like, you know, Sarah and I spent so long, you know, working through counseling and like really diving into like our inner demons and like all that's just the stuff that we knew we had to deal with. Because I knew that I again, going back to that, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be great. Mm -hmm. I want to be a great dad, not just a good Mm -hmm. dad. And that meant that I was like super nervous. I did. The world doesn't need another me. Mm-hmm. I was totally fine with the world, like having more Sarahs, like because I adore her and I want to be more like her. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make a conscientious choice to get out of the way of of passing on my habits. Sure. The things that they're not me. 
Yeah. They're just stuff that like maybe trauma, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, as well as like things that I think that's just who I am when in reality, it's just really bad habits. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. pass those things on. And I knew that I needed to work on those things. And so I'm really proud of us actually that we did. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting because then again, there's stuff that comes up I'm like, ah, I thought I worked on this They'll stuff. It's a, back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a constant daily. And so I want to surround myself with people too, that are just on a constant journey for mm-hmm. being a good human mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean it's all shits and giggles and perfect no right like no. that's not what these I mean these can at all. be ugly days too exactly and I think that's one of the things why um you know when I was I might have butchered it earlier but I was trying to like say like one of the things that I've appreciated about you with your community is that you have been that mm-hmm. so when I say that like you know when I was saying that thing about like you've always had a great you know a genuine smile mm-hmm. is again it's your eyes mm-hmm. so even if it is a tough day your eyes aren't gonna lie mm-hmm. and that's what I meant by that is that like a good-hearted human is good at the core. And I think what you're seeing is, like, joy. Because mm-hmm. I really believe that e- when you're when you're grieving, when you're angry, and I don't say that in a toxic positivity kind of way, but I think um, cause, because I feel my feels and I'll let yeah. myself be really sad and I'll feel like the world is crumbling, but I see still just kind of hang on to that little bit of joy and I think that that's just kind of that shimmer that never totally goes away even if I I don't feel it I think that's just what you see in people were you like that as a kid I don't know you'd have to ask someone (laughs) because it's something you see right it's not necessarily how I'm feeling I just love it when you say I feel all the feels I'm like learning more and more from my family and just mm-hmm. from life in general that like that's something that like don't be don't shy away from don't mm-hmm. be afraid to say how you're feeling. Um, I know we had a, we talked a little bit about yeah. that, but it's it's definitely one of those things that I'm I'm allowing my feeling. Otherwise, my body's shutting down. So clearly, my body is saying like just even mm-hmm. be vocal about it and share how I'm feeling mm-hmm. with those that I trust. Yeah, and then learn how to manage it. And and even for me, sometimes I fit like physically have to beat it out of me, whether I I mean, I work out pretty religiously. And sometimes I have to physically exhaust myself so I can then be present also. Like it's not I can't I don't always just I won't just wake up and be like, I need to get in tune with myself, you know, like, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. Whether that's the most healthy method or not. No. <laughs> but well, everybody's is going to be mm-hmm. different. I know that it's when I'm not active, mm-hmm. it definitely th- changes things for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I um, appreciate so much. Oh. Do you have any, sorry, you going to Yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say that like we did kind of cover your sto- the story of the heart real quickly, mm-hmm. but uh we didn't, you know, you didn't really go from the beginning and like one thing like for me watching from the inside and outside of your of the experience anyways um like i'm super proud to see how far you've come from the the townhouse starting with just prints graphic prints and foils yeah right and that's where it really started just kind of her thinking like hey maybe i can make these it was for a baby one month two months all the way up to the year old no babe it was for um it was for nicole's nursery remember yeah okay well it's for baby stuff i guess that's what i remember yeah but uh that's just my husband general making it a general vagueness but it uh started all the way back then and then went to mugs right with vinyl uh, if i'm correct mm-hmm. and then 
oh, now I'm getting nervous because I'm going to screw this up. Uh, and then it went from uh, mugs to actually. This better be right, by the way. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, ooh. Sublimation. Uh, I already screwed up the No, baby. you forgot the gold foil, babe. The gold, well, that's right. Well, I did say foil. Those were the prints. It is, it is foil. a really important part of my story, for sure. Yeah, yeah. because it, it started off just. Like, I remember you asking yourself if this could be something so many times. I know. Right? And uh, it was, it's, it's you know, weird when you first started having people come and do pickups. And then when we moved into, like, our house, when we had people coming and picking up the cups and the foil prints. And uh, you, you upgraded to, you know, making, like, wooden signs. Like, I'd make you some stuff out of wooden. And you'd you put vinyl on that. And then that started growing. And then it... You eventually got into actual sublimations of imprinting. The heart really started as a craft business. <laughs> it really did. Like it, it, That's not even it because it kept going no, from there. No, it just kept going. That is so cool. And it's a science and then it got too much for, like I know this is me telling you the story now, but it's basically there's too much, too many people coming. You needed a place to do it. And then that's when it got to the So Tyler, how, how long was she space. doing it then out of your place before that? Well, it felt like it was like a year and a bit. Yeah. It also happened fast. Like she's. She's crushing it. Like, she's been moving pretty quick. And don't forget, like, I did all this while working full-time and going to school. Wild. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of... <laughs> kind uh... of a big deal. It was kind <laughs> of a, a big of deal. Yeah, no. That's incredible. And congratulations. Like, you should be... That's something that you should be proud of. You were resilient. Yeah, and and there's a big piece there. Um Mostly because there are so many... Men and women, but there are so many... I immediately think of women, whether they're single and working or or working and mom and crafting, but there's so many people that have this, um, I and I really don't like the word hustle, so like people call it a side hustle, a side business, a small business, a really small business, whether they're making candles or they're making prints or you can see those really small micro businesses yeah like the heart where i employ people and and serve people and and live in the community every day all started like so small it was something that i stayed up really really late doing um while i was working full-time and going to school so there is possibilities. I'm a, I'm once again a, um, a product of, of that really hard work. Mm-hmm. No, I'm all self-taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's definitely a good. You said that was something that your dad, he, like he was like that as well. Uh, like. Like that hardworking. Oh, uh, yeah. No, we definitely. Um, I have work horse built into me to a fault like it's 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 almost more toxic than it is good but I also owe him all of my entrepreneurial stick it through and get it done spirit I love it um so it's a like thank you dad and also like what the hell dad Mm -hmm. and I mean some of our our last conversations we had together were surrounded in work less you need to enjoy your life more you need to go see the world you need to not work so much and Mm. don't stress so much and i just laughed like thanks dad you put me here so yeah 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 a little late now no 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 
tax me. I'm Canadian. Oh, don't even get started. <laughs> that was his favorite saying. Is it? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, but I, I'm glad you said it after. I was like, wait, what, Tyler? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> he wore a hat. He had this black hat, and it had yellow block writing. And it set it with a little Canadian flag, and it said, tax me, I'm Canadian. <laughs> Where did he get it? <laughs> like Disney, do you remember? He got them, like, custom made. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, when I was, like, <laughs> we're, we're going back to when I was, like, eight years old. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Trucker hats? Uh, no, like, dad hat okay, style. Okay, Yeah. Oh, my. No. Oh, my gosh, no. No. She had to wear tax my dad. He's kidding. <laughs> yeah, he was an entrepreneur too. So a small business, he went through all of the crazy times. <laughs> but we could do another two-hour podcast. Yeah, that's he's quite legendary for sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is wild, like that. Hearing that story, uh, I love it mm-hmm. because I can completely relate to it. So like, I I get very excited for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, Josh is right. You should be totally proud. Like I'm, we're all proud of you. Like it's a, it's one of those things that. There's a lot of people that have a lot of great ideas mm-hmm. and a lot of great concepts, um, but it's one thing to have those things. It's another with all of what life brings to actually start putting them into play. Uh, and to stick yeah. to it. Yeah. Stick through the bad times. Yeah. And she's a true philanthropist. Like, Side note. <laughs> Sidetrack. Like, she really is. Like, she's so giving, you know? Yeah, but that's also, too, like, being able to adapt is a key component to being a successful entrepreneur. and. Um, it's, it's one of those things that if you look at your path Mm -hmm. and even how he explained where you started to where you're at now, Mm -hmm. just all of the things that you, I like, as soon as you, you know, um, you said, yeah, even learning like software programs and stuff, I was totally the same way. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've learned came from learning from uh, Sarah's brother, who's Mm -hmm. a genius at those things and does that as a career, Mm -hmm. um, or spending hours and hours and hours researching how to do those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was like. I got to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And like that, it, it always has been that way, but it's also what's made us so successful in mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also too, why you then be, get this incredible knowledge and wisdom of behind the scenes of how things work. Mm-hmm. So then things make a lot more sense mm-hmm. when you're making business decisions. Mm-hmm. That's how I've seen things at least. Absolutely. Is that you're like, oh, I know how these things work you, now. And you kind of have to go through that grit yeah. to really. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Totally yeah. get it. Oh man, there was times it's interesting because I remember even Sarah and I like we've been talking to our like our financial planner and going mm-hmm. through and like we're still entrepreneurs, self-employed. We do not have a set income. Yeah. It changes all the time. It's and so it scary. Is hilarious <laughs> so when they're scary. like, Okay, so the financial planner's like, so he gives us a sheet. It's like, Can you fill this out? We're like, Well, we've just sent you the last two months of our finances and you can clearly see that they are not even remotely close. So when I explained to him that He's like, well, you have like a ton of clients, like just with blah, blah. I'm like, I know, but you got to understand some of them, I'm on a 12 month pay cycle. So I don't actually see money for a year. Totally. He's like, well, wait a minute, what? So he's, they're used to like dealing with people that have a, just this is it. It's Nine this to five plus, salary. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because like there was times where we were living in a trailer. Like I can get into lots of stories like, oh, where sure. it was like, we need to save money. Okay, well, we'll live in like this 10 foot trailer while it's blizzarding and snowing out so that all of our money we're putting into like saving because the bank won't give us money mm-hmm. because they won't give any money to someone that's starting either a band or photography. No. And we need to buy all this stuff to be able to like start our business. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I don't care about a vehicle. So we would drive the cheapest whatever vehicle we could because 
we had $50,000 in gear that we needed. 100%. Excuse me. My business is 100% self-funded also. Like, there was no bank assistance, no nothing. And and so then it's like, and then when people are like, oh, I totally get it. And they'd go into this explanation. I would try desperate. I would bite my cheek till Mm -hmm. it bled Mm -hmm. and then just smile and walk away Mm because I was like, I just got to be so cautious of like, you don't actually get it. So when I hear of cool stories like this, Makes me super proud mm-hmm. of you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank super, you. super proud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Babe, was that enough of a story? Well, thank you so much for joining myself, for Tyler, Josh, Dave in the back. Thank you. Because today was like, I was really looking forward to it. I really appreciate it. And I appreciated your honesty. Um, it's very, very refreshing. And I wish that we could keep talking and talking and talking. So I would love to do this again with you. Um, so for those of you on YouTube that are watching this, uh, where can they find you on Instagram? At the heart Cloverdale. Oh, just that at the heart Cloverdale. There's uh-huh. no.com on Instagram. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so make sure guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, be sure to subscribe, click the little button that has that little bell. Cause we want you guys Ring to the subscribe. Bell. Ring the bell. Really? Ring the bell. That yeah. my daughter's even better than me. Ring the bell. <laughs> yeah. Um, Exactly. Smash the like button. But thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you so much for being here today with us. Thanks really for having it. me. Cue the music. Cue the music.